time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show with Minds Over Matter with moderator Dana Rodriguez. And he's joined by technical editor Kara Pace and educator Lori Fisher. Stay close. Yes, it's got to be the man, the legend, the hat man, I like to call, Mr. Dana Rodriguez. No hat tonight. No hat tonight. I'm just sitting here in my bathrobe. And uh, no, I'm not in the studio in my bathrobe. I'm I'm up in Oregon in my bathrobe. Anyway, welcome to Minds Over Matter. Hope you're having a lovely weekend. And we also hope you could spare us an hour of your valuable time tonight because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So, of course, we are encouraging your participation in every way possible. And we also want to urge you to give us a call as soon as you can because uh, we want to get your call on the air and we want to hear your question or your answer, as the case may be. So those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free. Yes, we still have a toll-free number. 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866 866- Seven nine eight eight two five five. As I said before, uh, we want to get your call on air, so we urge you to call as early as possible. Uh, we know it sometimes it does get a little bit crowded toward the end of the show, and we want to do justice to your question, especially if it's a long one. Not too long, but, you know, a little longer than normal. And uh, so give us a call as soon as you can, and we will try to get you on as soon as we can. So again, 415-841-4134, or toll-free. 866-798-8255. Also want to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one. So that is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. Also, you can hear us in a live stream as we speak. And if it wasn't as we speak, it wouldn't be a live stream, I guess. So that is at KALW.org. Again, KALW.org, if you want to hear our wonderful voices. And of course, Damien being here, the podcast should be up very soon after our show tonight. Uh, That will also be at KALW.org and a lot of other places, but start with KALW, if you please. Okay, all that being said, we are going to start with a round of introduction. And then a round of questions. And here is the first. Kira Pace's introduction saw its shadow and ran back to the safety of its hidey hole. Wait a minute. That's, that's, right. that's February. No, it's April 2. It's, uh, it's April yeah, April 11th. It's, it's very timid uh, introduction. It's, it gets scared <laughs> off by a lot. All right. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's why it's not here this evening. Uh, desperate for tonight's introduction, Lori Fisher was, re- was relieved to discover that today, April 11th, is simultaneously the National Day of Three Quirkily Wonderful Things, Barbershop Quartets, Cheese Fondue, and the not-quite-forgotten eight-track tapes. Let's celebrate together. Yeah, the H, it's National Eight Track Tape Day. I'm very excited. I look and forward to the eight track question that is surely <laughs> going to follow. Almost certainly. Yeah. People people just have to wait by their radios. Yeah. Because our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, is spending some time in Southern Oregon and finds their civilization to be surprisingly similar 
to ours. All right. It is. And all that being said, we will start with Kira Pace. All right. Uh, because we can't have too many Oscar questions, here's mine for this week. There are six people who have been nominated for acting Oscars, and that would be leader supporting. Uh, six people who have been nominated for acting Oscars in five different decades. Who are they? And I will give you each one. So, so say, the, say the premise again. Uh, six people who have been nominated for Oscars, for acting Oscars in five different decades. And for fun, since I think this will be kind of easy, uh, at least uh, for Dana, I'm assuming, uh, you can even give some of the uh, some of the nominations per decade. Excuse me, I was looking at a squirrel out the window. Um, <laughs> a squirrel. <laughs> uh, so, all right, I'll take two, prob- could be wrong, but but obvious guesses. One is Jack Nicholson and one is... Okay, um, well, you, you get one. You get one because there are only six. So, All right. Is Jack okay. Nicholson one? Jack Nicholson is one. Would you? Do you happen to know his uh, the five different decades worth of Jack Nicholson? No, I don't know. As good as it gets. Um, Easy yeah. Rider. Easy Rider is the first. No. Oh, he was nominated. Yeah, right, this, yeah. You're yeah. just counting nominations. I, I yeah. keep forgetting. Correct. About that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then five, um, five easy pieces was after yeah. that. All right. All right. So you've got sixty nine and seventy. So that's sixties and seventies. And Dana got as good as it reds. gets. So that's nineties. Was he nominated for Reds? He was. That's 80s. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So and now, then, you, um, now you need the 2000s. You said as good as it gets, right? You said that? He did. He yeah. Came up, he came up last week in, um, it, uh, remember the Brooks question? He was nominated twice. Oh, you, for uh, Terms of Endearment. Yeah. Is that the other? We already yeah, have 80s. What so are we missing? Okay. Oops. You're sorry. missing the 2000s. Well, <laughs> was, okay. What was it? It to be his last oscar nomination oh the departed no um all right yeah, oddly enough he was not nominated for that oh, yeah okay. weird all right well we can yeah. leave it out if you want you know okay fine. so that was your one Lori, right. did you have uh, no, i'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna assume it's katherine hepper is that would that be fair uh that, that is a fair okay <laughs> that's a fair guess and so let's see she has um a she line actually and won four of them it's okay it's so the, the line in winter is one all right and then uh morning glory is that her first one dana yep okay all right Those so you have 30s two. and 60s you you go dana you take the other three i'll think for a second uh morning glory line and winter uh guess who's coming to dinner it's uh, also 60s so that will not count okay that will not count and uh on golden pond we said that or at least that we somebody you said you did that. not you just now said yeah. it so that is okay. correct that was her last and that was 80s so what are we missing and what are we missing here well you have Definitely. 30s 60s and 80s so two other decades oh was she nominated for alice adams um no. or mary of scotland oh, i'm sorry sorry that's my bad alice adams yes but that's 30s which you already had with morning glory <laughs> okay all right well, I thought you wanted them all for some reason or other. No, uh, I just want one per decade is good. Okay. So, so we're missing the 40s or f- what was the other one? Uh, we're missing uh, two different decades. So we don't go ahead. 40s must be the Philadelphia story. Yeah. Um, that is correct. 1940. Right. Okay. So is that, did we run the table on that? You need one more, that, one more one, decade. You have 30s, decade? 40s, 60s, 80s. It's 50s, 50s, 70s or 50s. Was she nominated for Death Set? No. no. I, was okay. she nominated for Summertime? 
Yes. Ooh, so there nice. you go. You've, nice. you've completed right. Catherine Hepburn. Nice That's job. That's for everybody. Okay. All right. Give the whole question again, if you would, please. Sure. Uh, there are six people who have been nominated for acting Oscars, and that would be lead or supporting, in five different decades. Who are they? And then uh, just for fun, I'm asking for uh, one nomination per decade from each of these actors. So, All so right. far, we have Catherine Hepburn. We've run the table on her. Uh, she's done. Jack Nicholson, we are still looking for one more decade. We're looking for his 2000s nomination. And then four more people. And Laurie, your turn. All right. Well, the theme for me is going to be Oscars because the Oscars are in two weeks and we have plenty of Oscar questions. Um, for the first time ever, two uh, actors, male actors of uh, Asian descent, are nominated for Best Actor. Reza Ahmad for uh, The Sound of Metal and Stephen Yun for uh, Minari. Only four other men of Asian descent have either been nominated or won for Best Actor. I'll give you one each and we'll leave two out there. Well, and Dr. We'll Hang S. Noor for The Killing Fields. That's a supporting. These are best actor. Oh, it has to be best. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot in supporting actor, quite a few. So I'm limiting it to these four. All best actor nominated or won. I seem to remember that Parasite did not actually get a best acting nomination. So I it don't did, think. It did not. Right. Yeah. So I don't think that. So when you say Asian, you oh. could be taking in the Indian subcontinent as well? I could be. Yeah, like Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, right. I don't actually remember the name of the actor. He wasn't nominated um, for Best nominated. Actor. Yeah, but but he, w- he would count if he yeah. were nominated, but he wasn't. Did okay. Life of Pi guy get any no, nominations? No? I don't know if he got one for supporting, but he didn't get it for um, Best Actor. Yeah, I didn't remember one. Sesu Hayakawa? He's supporting. I think he won for supporting. All right. For a bridge on the river Kwai. Right. Um, you said four, correct? Four total. What, how how far back are we going here? The first, the earliest ones in the fifties, and all the <laughs> others surprisingly are after that. <laughs> all, all right. All three of the four are really well known. I would for people who listen to our show, all four are really well known. Um, I won't tell you whether they won or just nominated, but but you'll get them. You might not think of them traditionally as, oh, that person's Asian, but they are. I checked them. Right. So these are four men? Yes. Okay. Four men who nominated were nominated or won for best actor of Asian descent. All right. Uh, let's think about that then, right. I guess. Cool. And uh, let's go to a call, Daniel. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi, Steve. Hey, um, for the uh, for Laurie's question uh, about Ben Kingsley. That's right. Hmm. Yeah, Ben Kingsley is the first actor of Indian descent and one for Gandhi. Very good. Nice going. Okay, uh, question for you. I have uh, four locations. Tell me what the what they have in common. Um, there's the Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum in New York. The Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum, uh, Kennedy Space Center, and the California Science Center in Los Angeles. Well, so it's something beyond them having to do with aeronautics. Um, and science. And science. So uh, is it something to do with a exhibit that is in all of them? Yes. 
So could it be a space capsule or something of that ilk? Uh, something of that ilk, yes. Shuttle related? Yep, that's where okay. the is, Are they the four are. places where that still have the extant shuttles? That's right. Okay. Oh, nice. So good. Follow up to is that. It... How many oh, shuttles right. were there, and what what were their names? Wow. Well, I think there were six total space shuttles. Columbia, right? Columbia and Challenger are the two that are no longer with us. Right, and then right. Discovery, Endeavor, Atlantis, and what am I missing? Uh, the first one. Yeah. It's the first space shuttle. Mercury? It's not a no. shuttle. It was named due to a uh, uh, fan outcry. Fan outcry. Fan outcry? You mean like Enterprise or something of that? Yes, it was the Enterprise. Ah, okay. Oh, oh, was that was Star Star Trek fans? Was the outcry? Yes. Yeah, that was the that was the test one that wasn't actually space worthy, but they used it to for approach and landing tests. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you. That's the one that's in New York City. All right. Uh, let me see what I can come up with here. All right. The, um, the best-selling, most popular Hallmark card of all time was first published in 1941. It has a one-sentence sentiment inside. It's still being published today, by the way. Uh, what is that one-sentence sen- sentiment? I love you, mother. No. Am I in the right? Am I in the right category of greeting? Well, you, no, not exactly. Okay, no. So it's not a Mother's I, Day, and you want the exact language, huh? Well, I mean, pretty close. It doesn't have to be exact. I, lo- I love you, mothers. Not number one. Huh? I'm no. sorry for your loss. No. Um, sorry for your loss. I love your mother. No, that's not it. And so, the best-selling Hallmark card of all time was first published in 1941. It's still being published today. And it has a one-sentence sentiment inside. What is that one-sentence sentiment? Would it be wise for us to figure out what's the occasion? Like funeral versus Mother's Day versus birthday? or would that uh, be... It could go with uh, more than one occasion, probably. Oh. Um, so reserve your guess, your second guess for now. Oh, okay. I'll give you a chance in a little bit. Okay, second question. What is the most popular table game in the U.S. as of 2020? A table game is to distinguish it from a video game? Exactly. So is that a board game? Is that, would yes. that be fair? Okay. Yeah, right. So what is the most popular table game in the United States as of 2020? Could it also be role-playing? Could it be like Dungeons & Dragons or Sellers? Yeah, sure. Or... It could be any, anything you would use. It's non-computer it has nothing to do right. with com- being on a okay, Well, then I'll guess Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering. Uh, no. Okay. Farther okay. old school. Is this going to be Monopoly and uh, all of its I, I think it's not Monopoly either. It's, it's, it's no more. Well, I don't, I don't want to give you a hint on it, but it's, it's, it's not Monopoly. And it's not Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, do, do people of all ages play this typically? Or can you know, like, uh, play- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of fans. I, I, I think I, I'm going to guess Scrabble just to get it out of the way. 
Scrabble? Not Scrabble. No. So once more, uh, what is the most popular table game played in the United States as of 2020? And the this Hallmark card is the most popular card they've ever published. Uh, it was first made in 1941. It has a one-sentence sentiment in it. And uh, what is that sentiment? All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. I'll be seeing you in all the most familiar places. That was a big song at the World War II. By yes. the way, so I was wondering if that was the answer to your card. Something happened. No, not really relevant. Here's the question I was going to ask because you reminded two things you said reminded me of. Uh, what was the uh, the airspace museum? And also, you said eight track tapes. I remember making a joke to a friend that the lead. No, the Zeppelin was the eight track tape of air transportation. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but it didn't last that long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, hear what I'm saying. Okay. Question. Where did the 21-gun salute come from? Hmm. Why 21? This is good. I've heard this someplace. I don't remember. Why 21? Chair, I'm turning it over to you. Uh, it's let's see, twenty-one gun salute. I think it's probably military, a mi- maybe a military reason. Let's see, yeah, twenty-one is U, U, um, the letter U for some reason. No, it is the Navy, and think of what twenty-one is a multiple of. Well, seven and three. Yes. Right. And one and twenty-one. Right. No, I mean seven <laughs> and three is obvious because it's always yeah. seven dudes shooting three times or. That what it is? People it shooting three yeah. times. Yes. So who would be shooting three times? The, the people, the the people whose honor is to to provide the salute. Well, they well, have another regular. Oh, job. is it seven C's? Is it seven C's shooting three times? No. See that would be which cute. now the fort on the on the land versus the ship. Who can have more gunpowder? The fort on the land. Right. So for every three shots from a ship, you get seven back. And so it's 21 is the total. So that's why it's a 21-gun salute. Now, moving on to something that happened yesterday for Prince Philip. They said they talked about a 41-gun salute. Where did that come from? Why 41-gun salute for Prince Philip? Is this unique? Is this the first time we've had a 41-gunner? No. Uh, So you have to know, like, is it because of his age? There's a a specific reason. Is it based on the time? Is it based on the location? Well, 41, let's see. That might have been, was that when... When was Elizabeth crowned? Does that have, no? Nineteen fifty-three. I thought she was crowned during the war. That's my bad. I don't know. It's definitely. It's not his age because he was ninety-nine, which does not make it nineteen forty-one. Well, we need a hint. I'll I'll give you a hint. The twenty-one plus twenty additional. Why were there twenty-one additional? For the forty-one, was it because was it because he is, was a naval officer? Just so. no. 
It's because of the location of the 41-gun salute. Well, they had different locations all around the United Kingdom where they were that they were uh, saluting him with cannon. I know that. But um, they so all happened on all the locations would have happened on what did they have in common? Where those 41-gun salutes took place? I don't know. No, don't know. A royal park. No. Mm. Right. Isn't that cool? Uh, uh, and here's a little interesting thing. Do you know people say that book uh, was entitled versus that book is titled Gone with the Wind versus that book is entitled? What's the difference between titled and entitled? I never hear anybody say entitled. Do you care? I don't know. I, I mean, I, 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 is it a Britishism, I suppose? Is no, this like Empire? It, I, I, I just, uh, on college radio stations say that, you know, that piece was entitled, and they really mean titled, because entitled are the powers that go along with the title. Sure. So what I'm saying is that Prince Philip was entitled to a 41-gun salute for two, for two reasons, because of his title and because of the location in the royal parks. Uh, oh, right. and before I tune out, remember I left the, the question open last week as to the Suez Canal was actually proposed thousands of years earlier. We're right. still looking forward to the answer. Why? Who proposed it? Was it Alexander the Great? Who knows who? So All looking right. forward Leave it out to that again. answer out there. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 7 p.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Um, a panel tonight, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher, teacher at Davo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. And you are listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. Uh, feel free to give us a call with a question or answer. And those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. And Kara, it's your turn. All right. Um, on, ban- on Brandwatch's January 2021 list of the most followed Twitter accounts were these people. Uh, so I'm just going to ask you, um, I have a list of six different um, categories. I want you to tell me, like, in that category who has the most Twitter followers. So first I want to know just what person has the most Twitter followers. Who's their number one Twitter account. Uh, What musician has the most followers. What woman has the most followers. What athlete has the most followers. What television show has the most followers. And what entity has the most followers. So again, on Twitter, as of January, 2021, what person has the most Twitter followers and then what musician, woman, athlete, TV show, and entity have the most Twitter followers? Entity. Mm-hmm. Entity. An entity could be a business or a political yes. party or something, anything like that. Yep. You're not giving us more than that? Not this, not at well, this d- juncture. But Dana, who, when, who are you following on Twitter these days? That's, uh... Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same as me. So, oh, okay. 
Woman. So woman, woman could be in any profession at all, just as long as it's a woman, right? That's Correct. where somebody well, yeah. give us a number. How, like when somebody has a, uh, how about lady? Number? How about Lady Gaga then? That's a good guess, and she is on the top ten, or she is in the top ten. She's at number seven. It, for musician, top for, lady. for musician or woman, for Lady Gaga. Uh, actually, both. Uh, oh, she really? is neither the top musician nor the top woman. But she's in both. But ways. she is in the top ten. She is the seventh most followers of anybody on Twitter. Okay, let me. How about with... Katy Perry? Katy Perry is correct. She has the Whoa. number three largest account uh, with 109 million followers. She is the woman with the most followers. But note that she is not the musician with the most followers, meaning that there is a musician in the top two. Mm. Okay. And, and can we assume by that the musician is a male, right? And it's not a band. That's correct. Okay, so it's not it's not the Korean boy band that I can never remember B- the name BTS, of. BTS. No. Yeah, not it's them. Not them. No. So it's an individual. Oh, so it's an individual. Okay, all right. Uh, how about Justin Bieber then? Justin Bieber's number two. All right. The musician with the most followers. And we're still looking for our number one Twitter account. The person who has more Twitter followers than anybody else. I will tell you, Justin Bieber uh, in January 2021 had 114 million followers. Uh, that is a good guess. Damien guessed Justin Timberlake. It is not Justin Timberlake. Uh, the number one uh, Twitter account is not a musician. Is it a politician, maybe? Not a musician. All right. So how about Donald Trump? Donald well, Trump is no anymore. longer on Twitter. So oh, how about right. Barack Obama, then? Barack Obama has the number one largest Twitter account with 128 million followers. Nice job. So we'll leave the rest out to the uh, the audience. Still looking for the athlete with the largest Twitter account or the most followers, rather the TV show with the most followers on Twitter and the entity with the most followers. I won't won't guess, but, but can you tell me if the athlete is, is an American or not? No. Okay. All right. I, I I haven't taken a guess yet, have I? Or maybe I have. Go ahead. I, I, for the athlete, when you said no to Dana's question, does that mean you're not a- answering the question? No, it's uh, I did answer the question. The, the athlete is not an American athlete. Okay. Okay. Then uh, then I'll withdraw. I was going to say uh, uh, LeBron James. So, but that no, would not be right. LeBron That's James. Not Colin Kaepernick. Is, he is an American athlete. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Assuming okay. Ohio counts as America, which I think we'll have to ask Greg. I think, I think so. Yeah. Last I looked. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll leave that out and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Dana and team. It's Joe from San Francisco. Good evening. Hi. Hi. Uh, I've got a couple guesses and a hello to you in wonderful Oregon. So uh, the guesses for uh, the Oscar over, I think it was six decades, one of them has got to be Michael Caine, right? Is it Michael well, Caine? Absolutely it's, correct. Do you have a you have some news for me? Right. Everybody's favorite Alfred and Batman, of course. Um, most popular table game I'm going with because I see it everywhere. I never played it. Everybody talks about it. Settlers of Catan? No. Okay. All right. I missed that one. Well, let's move to a question. It's progressive, but it's going to be quick. So three parts. The first part of my question is, what country, what country brought back a famous dye made from cochineal, cochineals, which are an insect, to Europe, and what was the color? Well, cochineal is red, 
So right. that's the color. And I'm sorry, do you asked what person brought back? A what country? The... Not, it doesn't have to be what person, but a specific country. Um, oh, what country brought it back mm. to Europe? Yes. Uh, well, I think it, it. I think it originated in Mexico. Probably, I think that's where the beetle is. Uh, so I would guess Spain. You nailed it. Wonderful. And uh, not this... at all expected with you. That was that was pretty much awesome. So was that the British... sorry, just just to interject for a second. Was that the color they were using for nail polish at one time? Was that still do. Was that... They still do. It's a natural do. It counts as a natural color. It is right. uh, carmine red. It's beautiful. It's one of the most lush and vibrant reds you'll ever see. And uh He's absolutely right. The, the Brits were, of course, incredibly unhappy about this. They were the Redcoats, after all. And after about 250 years, 250 years, they stole the recipe and the insect, and they promptly tried to set up production of that insect in what country? you know what country that was, where the Brits said, hey, listen, that's our red now, and we're going to set up a whole piece of this? Well, you said 250 years later, so would that put it in India? And that's a great, that was actually my guess, too. That was a, that's a masterful guess. It's not, but you're thinking far afield, which is exactly what you should be thinking with the Brits. So how about then, how about in China or Hong Kong? That would be another, but think about maybe either further in that direction or the other way, but just so, as much. So I guess the United States, did they do this in the U.S.? They or Canada, did, rather? They, they did not think about a colony of the Brits, we're talking about the 1770s here, and and maybe a place where they'd put stuff that they didn't want to. They thought they didn't want to think about too much. It was important, but they didn't want to think about too much. Oh, oh so how about are we Australia? About yeah, Australia, Dana, you nailed it. You nailed it. Now, the, the final part. I love it. The final part of this is caused a problem. Unfortunately, guess what? What the, the insects needed to eat, prickly pears, did great in Australia, but the things that you needed for the dye didn't so the cochineals all died but the prickly pears overtook the entire australian landscape so in 1926 they found a solution to that was a moth the moth called cactoblastis cantorum and that moth eventually over that time found its way back in this devastation uh to the united states so the moth was killing everything in its path and killing cacti etc but unfortunately, just recently, it's made its way to the shores of a country where the prickly pear is a vital plant and actually on the flag, on the flag of that country. What country is that? Hmm. Prickly pear on the flag of? That's is this a Caribbean country? Prickly pear is so central. It's what the cochineal feeds on. We've actually, and you think about it, it's what the cochineal beetle needs to, to survive, and it made its way back. It's so central to this country, it's actually on the flag. Uh, right. Is it a Caribbean country, or is it just somewhere it on the flag not, of Mexico? No, is that, is is that what the eagle's holding on the flag of Mexico? Yes. You got it. That's it. Yeah. Right back to Mexico. It just took about nice. 600 years. Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful, as always. This show is the joy of my week, and I look forward to seeing you. Thank you very much. You take care. I'll see you guys. Bye now. All right. Uh, we're about halfway through, so let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Uh, Kira, we'll start with you. Okay. There are six people who have been nominated for acting Oscars in five different decades. Who are they? And so far, we have Catherine Hepburn, uh, Jack Nicholson, and the last caller just got Michael Caine. So looking for three more people. 
Um, on Brandwatch's January 2021 list of the most followed Twitter accounts, uh, I'm still looking for the athlete who has the most followers, the TV show with the most, most followers, and the entity with the most followers. And did we, get the, did we get the musician? We didn't get, right? Yes, the musician with the most followers was Justin Bieber. Oh, it was. Oh, I yes. thought he was second. He yeah. is. Yeah, he's the musician with the most followers. He is he's second overall oh, okay. of all Twitter accounts. Okay. Because he has not overtaken Barack Obama in uh-huh. followers, or at least not in January 2021. All right, I'm going to ask you a strange question. Is is the entity a company? Which is not a strange question, but yeah. but True. my guess is is a strange question. Does the entity have anything to do with Twitter itself? Like, is Twitter the the entity with the most? That is, that's a cute guess. Uh, it is not Twitter, but it, you're kind of yeah. Kinda I mean, it's a similar type of thing. So, how about Google? Sort of ish. No, oh, it's no. not Google. How about okay? Let me guess. Facebook then. And not Facebook. Ah, all right. I have one more guess on the actors. If I can do that, you want one more guess? You want to hold out? All right. Go ahead. How about Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep is also on the list. So she gets Kramer versus Kramer. Mm-hmm. She gets the Deer Hunter. Those are two different decades, I think. Uh, yes, I believe that's correct. She gets uh, Sophie. Choice. No, no, I'm sorry. No, actually, they're both 70s. I okay. thought one was 80s. No, yeah. so. Sophie's Choice is going to be okay. One. Now we have 70s and 80s. Looking okay. for three more decades. Uh, the Iron Lady. That's, yeah. that's 2000s, isn't it? That's yes. correct. 2010s. 2010s. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're missing one? Uh, yeah, you're missing two. You're missing 2000s and 90s. Mm. Well, leave it out. Leave, leave it, it out, out for people. Yeah. They can take sure. more calls that way. Um, uh, in the my, meantime, I think, Lori, if you have a quick question, go ahead. Well, no, uh, this, this is a recap question. We're still on those, right? I'm looking for... Oh, that's looking, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're looking for... Um, Three actors who are nominated or won for Best Actor who are of Asian descent. And we got Ben Kingsley, so he was the first. There are four altogether. We're looking for three more. That's the only one I have out. Okay. Sorry about that. And uh, what do I have out? What is the most popular table game in the United States as of 2020? What is the most popular table game in the U.S. as of 2020? And the Hallmark, the best-selling Hallmark card of all time was first published in 1941. It has a single-sentence sentiment inside. What does that sentiment say? I have a quick question for Lori. Uh, As far as Asian-American actors, does this also include uh, actors of Middle Eastern descent? It does. Middle Eastern. In it the, does, and, and okay. I did not. And just so you know, I didn't say Asian American. I said of Asian descent. So the oh, just American, Asian, right? Of course, it may or may Kingsley not be. Is, yeah, ben yeah. Kingsley is not U.S. American. Okay. Okay, and uh, Lori, I'm sorry. Now we can, if you have a reasonably short question, we. I go think ahead. this is reasonably short. So the other day we bought a uh, uh, some Girl Scout cookies and noticed that gr- the word "girl" in Girl Scout had become an anagram. What does it stand for? I think this is the first time that either they're trying to be hip or something. So the oh, G I R L. Give me a, two guesses each. Acronym. An acronym. Yeah. Okay. It's an acronym. So girl okay. stands, the G stands for something, the I stands for something, and they're trying to, bra- I think they're trying to brand the Girl Scouts, and I thought this would be a, a fun one for you to guess. So Girls me- in real life. Uh, no. So we're looking oh, for something that starts with That's G a good guess. I like that. Yeah. No, that, by the way, it's not an acronym in, in oh, like it is. that. 
Okay, it, so it, it is an acrostic. Okay. Okay. So it's just, just four rando words that start with yes, G-I-R-L. I okay, Got so it. yeah. Okay. I think of an acronym as being uh, not necessarily a phrase, right. but yeah, think of them as four rando words. Okay, so an acrostic. Yeah, acrostic. Okay. So G has no relation to girl at all. So it could be great or whatever. Yes, that's correct. It could be. It's not It's not great, but it could be. It's a word that describes what they want Girl Scouts to Is be. I intelligent? No. Intrepid? No. Okay. <laughs> and they're all things that I think the people who run the Girl Scouts want young girls to be. So Independent. Like oh, that's good. Excellent, but not it. What about R, reliant? No. Reliable? No. I would have given you that if we were that close. And L, loving? No. <laughs> I think that, that might be too, uh, none, of these, none of these are like uh, gendered, I think, like that. Not right. that loving is gendered like that. I'll take that. No, I, I didn't think any of those were gendered. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I would hope that independent and reliable were. Yeah, no, no, all the other ones, everyone. I think of, lo- I would be, un- I think it's unlikely they have the Boy Scouts be loving or. Co- yeah, you know, no, Cub that's Scouts, true. I guess, sure. Anyway, so, so, the, so the Girl Scouts have become an acrostic. I misstated and said it was an anagram with G-I-R-L, all standing for words that the Girl Scout leadership wants girls to be. And we've had great guesses, all of which I don't know why they picked, but they picked four others. All right. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hello, this is Eat. How are you? So basically, the, the gentleman who called about Suez Canal, he's right. Actually, the ancient Egyptians have dug Suez Canal almost 5,000 years ago. They made it between the Nile to the Red Sea and the Nile to the Mediterranean. And they did it. And that's, you know, the ancient Egyptians were very seafaring. You have Queen Hatshepsut 3,400 years ago. She traveled to Central Africa on the Red Sea. She led a huge fleet of ships. Some of them were big enough to bring like 100 elephants. And uh, she brought uh, some of the natives, a lot of trees and things. Then you also have uh, Princess Scotia traveled to Ireland and and, uh, Scotland. And actually the name of Scotland comes after her name, Princess Scotia. In fact, her grave is in Scotland. Uh, you can Google that and you'll find a lot of very interesting uh, thing about, uh, about that. Yeah, the Suez Canal existed several times. It got buried by sand, uh, also dug again, and the earth uh, made, or, uh, made a canal the same as the Egyptian, as the ancient Egyptian did sometime about um, maybe 1,500 years ago. But again, it got buried by sand until 1868, where you have the modern so it was canal. By the way, you know, the Egyptian managed to get the ship out of the way. Uh, do you know how much Egypt asking the owner of the ship to pay? Mm, for the cost? No. And anybody, take a guess. It was in the billions, wasn't it? Like one billion, billion or something? Just one billion. Yeah. Just one billion. Okay. So that is a really good summary, and I'm glad uh, that person asked the question about South Canal, which is the lifeline of, uh, of people. Um, on the planet. Okay, the, what 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 country in Latin America named after city in Italy? Oh, Venezuela. Very good. What about the other country named after Jesus Christ? El Salvador. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys are very you're very clever. All right, all right. With that, uh, just uh, let's see if I have. Very 
you know, let's just leave it like that. But uh, thank you for uh, offering me to explain. One last comment, though. One last comment. That uh, gentleman who called last week about uh, a star, he should remember, most of, whether it is fairy tales or legends, this stuff happened 4,000 years ago or so. That time, Europe did not exist as we know. It was a bunch of, you know, cave people or, you know, not. So most of the European fairy tales uh, come really from the Middle East. The star did exist, supposedly, and never, no, no more fairy tale than the Bible itself. I mean, what do we have in, in our modern thing but uh, the Bible, whether it's a fairy tale or truth or whatever. So, yes, Ishtar was the origin of Easter because it goes down 4,000 years ago. So he was wrong. Thank you. Always a great show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eid. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, Laurie, I had a guess um, on your girl question. I don't know. I only have a guess on one of the letters. Oh. Since since this is about empowerment, right? Is the L for leader by any chance? It is. Give yourself a All right. that. Very yeah, nice. I'm not so sure about for, the other ones. Yeah, G, I, and R we're looking for. We got leader for L. Very good. Okay. All right. I feel a little bit better about that now. And okay, let me give you, you a question. We always get to the point where there's 20 minutes left and I can't give you a long question, so I'll give you a fairly short one, I guess. Uh, in the list of the 100 most common internet passwords, and they, they made a tremendous uh, to-do about how easy they're all to break, uh, which I'm sure is true. Uh, in the list of the 100 most common internet passwords of, of 2020, what is the only sentence What is the only sentence in the 100 most common internet passwords? Is it the same as the Hallmark sentiment? Probably <laughs> no, not. No, no. That, that would be something. <laughs> no. Is it just a, is it, uh, this is my password. Okay. Is it an imperative, like go away? Um, Which is to say there's no subject, there's an implied subject of you and it's a command? No. Okay. And how about my, what I just guessed was this is my password or something akin to that? No, I mean that's a perfectly logical guess because most of them are pretty are, are pretty bad. But uh, no, so just once more in a list of the hundred most common uh, internet passwords of 2020, what is the only sentence that is used as a password? Does it kind of make sense in the way like, oh, I'll just put in a sentence and that'll be my sentence, or is it going to be? Uh, well, it's not an obscure sentence. Let's is it, it a film quote? It is not. I mean, it's been used in films, but it's not, it's not specifically from any one film. No. Would it be too much to tell us at 742 how many words it is? <sighs> it's less than five words. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll leave that out. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Good evening, Dana. It's Megan in San Francisco. Hi, Megan. I have a question for you. Um, that's a uh, it's a two parter. Um, what state produces in the U.S. produces the most clams? Clams, clams like the bivalve, the delicious bivalve that you eat. You mean they farm the clams, or are they just the fish, the the clam people, the clam farmers, <laughs> whatever they call them, <laughs> bring in the most clams? I mean, are are these I mean, I'm not. Yeah, well, are you talking about say what clams are bred? Yeah, like, you you, the statistic that I have is is farmers, shellfish farmers. So, okay. um, All right. I'm not sure if that's. I think that might be exclusively 
aquaculture versus just, you know, finding a clam on the beach. Which are the big clam-baked states? It's going to be one of those, maybe. Well, right. Yeah, I actually um, have no idea if the, what coast this is going to end up being. Yeah, I'm going to think, is, is it, Megan, is it on the East Coast? It is on the East Coast. I'll okay. just start with North Carolina. Um, actually, you're you're close. I would have started farther north, but you... Um, Mar- what about Maryland, since they also have crabs? That's a good and guess. Maryland's got the blue crabs, but it doesn't. it's not the leader in clams. So keep going north. Okay, so north. Massachusetts would be... Because it's big and they have lots of short. You guys were closer, closer before. How about does it have any this does it have anything to do with the length of the coastline of the state? Um, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that would be correlated. If you would think well, that, you know, for instance, there's there's a lot of clam harvesting in New England, but but you implied that it was. It wasn't that far north. Yeah, well, so, yeah, so north of North Carolina, uh, but south of, of New England, that puts it at Virginia. Virginia is correct. Nice. Oh, good, because I almost said New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That, that was a long that would, shot. That would be somewhat, as someone who spent a good amount of time in New Jersey, uh, that would be somewhat frightening if we were getting crammed. Oh, so. <laughs> it was clam the uh, the second part of the question is where what is the origin or the derivation of the phrase as happy as a clam? You know, I thought about it. You know, that uh, it does it have anything to do with the fact that they sort of look like they're smiling when they open up their little mouths. You know, and they're, <laughs> they, they sort of have, have a their aperture looks like a smile or not? That's very cute, Lori, but that's not the right answer. Well, but that's all. That's all I'm aiming for. Is there a canonical source? Like, is this a Shakespeare quote or some such thing? Um, no, actually. The first use of the phrase was in the bio- in the biography of James Hall in 1833, who James Hall was an American geologist and paleontologist. So it was first known in his biography, and then um, uh, later in the second written record was in the, the Banger Daily Whig and Courier newspaper. So it's I don't not think the, of clams. I don't think of clams as that happy. That's why I was going with how they appear. You know, they don't. I don't know. Um, and so, so is, that, is, did we answer that question? Was that so? Did you explain n- the answer? Was that the answer to the no, question? No, that was just that was the origin. It's not, um, or that's the first written use of it. It was. It's not from a canon. So uh, we still don't have what the actual where the phrase the, where it comes from, or so what. So does this have anything to do with clam digging? In other words. You know, if, if, <laughs> I mean, it's just sort of an imaginative way of putting yourself in the, into the mind of a clam that if you are not being harvested, you are happy, that kind of thing. You're pretty close. I'll go ahead and give it to you. So the, the phrase happy as a clam is derived from the full phrase happy as a clam at high water. Means, oh. um, high tide because clams are collected during low tide. So during high tide, they're safe from fishermen. So that's why they're okay. happy because they're not nice. they're not going to get eaten. <laughs> All right, and, and I might add they're smiling at that point. I don't want to force them. <laughs> All right. Oh, and I forgot. I actually had a guess on the the Twitter um, sports figure. Uh, Kira, did you say that was not an American athlete? I did say that. How about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo? 
That's perfect. He has the number five most Good followed job. account with 90 million followers. You figure it had to be soccer, I guess, if it's an athlete that's not American. <laughs> I know that I know that uh, sports isn't um, in that in your wheelhouse, Dana, so I'll take that one for you. Thank you very much, Megan. Way to go, Megan. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, guys. All right. You too. Thanks. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, hope you are enjoying the show. We also hope you had a chance to call in or are waiting on the line. We'll try to take as many calls as we can. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Tom in Southern California. Hi, Tom. Hi. Uh, let's see, the Hallmark card, the one sentence, is it Merry Christmas? It is not, although that's a perfectly logical guess. Okay, the top table game, is it uh, uh, chess? Maybe the it is not. Gabbit? Okay. The TV show Twitter, is it keeping up with the Kardashians? It is not. Mm. Oh. Small miracles. Mm. <laughs> the entity, is it the National Mustard Museum in Appleton, Wisconsin? <laughs> Uh, well, no. no, they didn't break the uh, top ten. The CDC? It's not the CDC. That's a very good guess, but it is incorrect. Oh. Okay. The Asian Best Actor, did Dev Patel, was he nominated for Slumdog Millionaire? He was uh, not. Ooh. Okay. Um, Toshiro Mufune? Also. Oh, what a good guess. Yeah, yeah that one's a good guess. Yeah, I, I would have thought so, but no. Yeah, I would have thought that too for yeah. many films. Um, yeah, in all the performances, they speak in English, and I don't know if Tashira Mufuni ever spoke. No, he, I don't think he, he ever did. Oh, he did. Film, he, yeah, yeah. So he, he was not nominated according to the two lists I looked at. Okay, um, Mako or Mako, he was nominated, but I don't know if it was supporting. I saw or that best name, actor. and I think that yeah, was supporting as well. Okay, and. Pat Morita, I think, was probably a supporting actor for, Def, for Karate Kid. I'm sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if he got nomination, yeah. but it would have been supporting. Is that true? Uh, does Pat Morita actually have a, an Oscar nomination? I, I don't know if he does or not. Yes, yeah, yeah I think I'm pretty sure he was for Karate Kid, yeah. Yeah. That is outstanding. <laughs> um, okay, uh, the five different decades for best acting Oscar. How about Jack Lemmon? No, not Jack Lemmon. No. Henry, Henry Fonda? No. No. Ah, okay. And Tom Hanks, I don't think, would have covered it, would he? 80s, 90s? No. No, no. No, I, yeah, I think he would only be at four decades now. Yeah. I think his uh, first nomination was for Big, and that's 80s. 80s, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, internet password, uh, how about How Dare You? <laughs> nope. No, okay. Uh, and let's see. Uh, the only question I'll ask is uh, what was the uh, at least as from what I can find on the internet there's uh, what was the first movie to feature a slow clap Susan Cain uh, no not technically because he started clapping kind of after everybody started clapping so I would, I would say there's kind of two kinds of slow clap which is one is kind of a sarcastic slow clap I like that and there's one like where the a slow yeah that is a uh, yeah, from what I've read, Citizen Kane, you know, and from what I remember, he starts clapping kind of after everybody starts clapping. Right, right. Uh, uh, there's the one where it's sarcastic, and there's one where it kind of, the one person starts clapping slowly, and then everybody joins in. Right. 
Oh. And I'll say the first one was a sarcastic slow clap. Was when, when is this? Uh, how old is this movie? May I ask? Uh, it's it's a few decades old. It's been mentioned once already. It's an Oscar nominated and Oscar winning movie. Been mentioned mm-hmm. earlier in the podcast. We've been talking about it. So so is it? Can you tell us the decade the film was in? Oh, this the must six- have an Oscar winning actor. Yeah, uh, it's one of yours. Sixties. In the sixties. No Oscar winning actor. But an Oscar winning actress. Easy Rider or something like that? Oscar winning. No? Uh, Easy Riders is right around the time you're thinking. Right. But but it had the Oscar winning actress? Is that what you said? I was trying to come up with, let's see, guess who's coming to dinner? No. That was another six No no sarcastic clap in that. Yeah. No. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Tell us. Sir, it's Lion in Winter. I'm kidding. Believe it or not, Peter. yeah, um, Peter O'Toole. I mean, uh, Catherine. Peter Hepburn. O'Toole starts clapping slowly when Catherine Hepburn pleads for ah, makes her cool. plea. She makes a sarcastic slap. Okay, uh, thanks, great show. Bye. Thank you. All right. So, and... Kira, oh, Kira, can I take a guess on the actor since we're getting close? How about Marlon Brando? Nope, not Brando. Okay. Hmm. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's uh, Andrew in Oakland. Hi, Andrew. Hi. So, yeah, still on the uh, Asian uh, descent uh, best actors. Um, how about Yul Brynner? That's it. That's the very first one. Okay. He was born yeah. in Russia. And yeah, born in born in Siberia and um, yeah. and of Mongolian uh, descent. Yeah, for the and uh, the and then how about uh, F. Murray Abraham? That's the next one. He's the first actor of Syrian descent. And what, remind us what movie he was in? Um, Amadeus. Yeah, please tell you. One more to go. Very good. Okay. And uh, uh, let's see. The uh, Well, the password wouldn't, wouldn't be just I love you, is it? Or... That is correct. That's what it is. Oh. I love you. Very oh. good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a quick question. Um, uh, where would I be in both place and time if I had a choice between the Kalidarium, the Tepidarium, and the Frigidarium? Where would you yes. be in the? I'm sorry. Just repeat that. If, if, sorry, uh, where where would I be in place in place and time? Okay. Uh, if I had a choice between the Kalidarium the Tepidarium, and the Frigidarium. So would you be in ancient Rome? That's that's the time, yes. And place, because it's Rome. Yeah, but I mean just more specifically. The more specific? In the Colosseum? No. Well, the Frigidarium, hmm. That implies it's someplace cold. Well, there's tepidarium too, so which would be tepid. So presumably, the first one he mentioned and, is warmer. So warm, middling, and cold. Some so sort would you of baths or bath? Water. Yeah, right. Yes, the Roman bathhouse. Yes, you would have the calidarium as in caliente, the hot, and the tepidarium and the frigidarium. These would be different halls in the ancient Roman baths. All right. Okay. Thank <laughs> you very much. Bye bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Oh, is this me? It is you. Hi, this is Jeremy in Santa Clara. Hi. 
You guys make doing dishes fun. Thank you for the <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Thank you. That is great. I had a couple guesses about the table games. Is it Ticket to Ride? It is not. How about code names? Uh, no. Uno? No. Oh, darn. That's all I've got. All right. Thanks, guys. Great show. Well, thank you. And thanks for doing the dishes. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Bubba Frisco, Dave. Hi. I'd like to take a shot at the table game. Right. Is it Clue? It is not. Oh, well, okay, thanks. (laughs) Thank you. All right, time to clean up here. Um, Kira, we'll start with you. All right. Did you have a guest staying on actors? Because I know I cut you off before. We have Jack Nicholson, Michael Caine, Meryl Streep, Catherine Hepburn, either of the other two. Well, can you tell us me if it's a man or a woman? Two men. Oh, man. I, I have a long shot guess. What is Je- it? Jeff Bridges. Nope, not, not he Jeff Bridges. He started in the last picture show, and then mm-hmm. he's left for a long time. Okay. No, I... I guess I could guess James Stewart, but... um, Nope, not James Stewart. No. Are they they both still alive? Oh, Dustin Hoffman, maybe. Not Dustin Hoffman. Are both the the actors still alive? I don't think either of them is still alive. Okay. They're both American? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. One American, one Brit. Uh, How about Olivier? Olivier is one of them. All right. There we go. He's got Hamlet and other things. (laughs) And the last yeah. uh, was Paul Newman. Oh. The uh, TV show with the most followers on Twitter, that is The Ellen Show at number nine with 79 million followers. And the uh. entity with the most followers, Lori was on the right track earlier. The answer is YouTube. Oh. And that's all I have. Oh, okay. And Lori. All right. Girl Scouts, the acrostic is go-getter, innovator, risk-taker, and, of course, as Dana said, leader, and the one person. So Ben Kingsley, F. Murray Abraham, and Gil Brenner all Asian descent, and one nominated was Topol, born in Israel for Fiddler on the Roof in 1971. He's the All right. The, uh, the best-selling Hallmark car of all time has a simple sentiment inside. It says, to let you know I'm thinking of you. Used on all occasions. What is the most popular um, table game in the United States? Believe it or not, it's the jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> anyway, if we can get your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Sunday at 7 p.m. We do hope you enjoyed the show. Panel tonight, Kira Pace, technical editor, Lori Fisher from Davo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. My thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And, of course, our great thanks to you out there for taking the time to tune in and call in. Remember, we'll be here next Sunday at 7, so take care, everybody. Bye-bye.